Now is your time to play. Hello, world, and welcome to the 13th Floor Podcast brought to you by Fledgeology, where the mantra is leap, grow, fly. I'm your host, B. Jones, and I'd like to thank everybody for listening to us. And while I got your attention, you just jumped on, whether you're on your laptop or you're listening on your, your mobile phone or your tablet, I want you to jump on your favorite social media site, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and go ahead and follow us right now at Fledgeology. That's at F-L-E-D-G-E-O-L-O-G-Y, at Fledgeology. Check us out. Get connected with us. And also, on your free time, man, you can te- check out the website www.fledgeology.com we have a lot of content going up there some of the events that we've done in the community stuff that's going to help you get to that leap grow fly status get you out of your comfort zone out on that ledge so you can soar at your own yes lord uh if you if you didn't know already i got the el fresh adente in the building dj barry b fresh what's going on man nothing much glad to be here and excited to finally get this taken off and and get us actually uh out of the 13th floor while we inside of it i'm right there with you bro and also i got our prolific orator carol what's going on bud i'm good man i see you're not going to let that prolific orator go away hey man that's but i'll take here it until the end of time he, he'll explain that a little later in the podcast as we go through the history of fledgeology the company yep, and how it yep. came about but yes he is the prolific orator he is our motivational speaker and life coach and I'm glad that he's here with us today. Really excited, man. The 13th Floor Podcast. We've been going at it for a little while, man. We finally got it up and running. It's crazy, though, because I got all this nice new equipment. And as I'm setting up today, I know nothing about podcasts, right? So I got the, you know, the mixer, the microphone, and I had to get some headphones. So me, I don't like wires. So everything I have pretty much is wireless. So even from my headphones down to my phone, everything. But I had to get the wired headphones for the podcast to be able to plug into the mixer so everything sounds right, right? So today, uh, when I bought the headphones, and then I got, they came with this little jack, right? And it, um, it's like the same size as what would go into your phone. So I'm thinking, oh man, I didn't know anything about the TRS cable or the XLR, whatever you need to plug it in to the mixer. So I'm a little blown right now because I had to go get a cord to be able to make that happen, me plugging the headphones in. When I get hey, the cord, I, I tell you all the time, man, it's all physics, man. For every action, there's an equal <laughs> and opposite reaction. Mm-mm. I get Every time cord. you get ready to do something, whether it's positive <laughs> or negative, trust me, there is going to be something else that's going to come out. Man, that's crazy because that is exactly what happens. So I get this cord and I can't plug it into the headphones because the piece that you would plug into the headphone that's the, uh, I think, one-eighth inch jack. Quarter inch, baby. Yeah, quarter inch. You need a quarter inch. Quarter inch into the headphones. And then what is it into the the mixer? That's the one-eighth? Nah, the one into the mixer is more than likely a quarter inch. It definitely is a quarter inch. Whatever. So the one into the headphones couldn't get it into the headphones because the way they had it set up, these nice new fancy headphones, you can't fit the plug in there. So I got to break off or kind of like rig the piece of the headphone. I pull it off a little bit so that I can fit the jack up there. So I oh, did that yeah, a couple you, of times. You set yourself know? up. Don't rig it. Your warranty is void. It is now void because I have definitely taken off the whole side panel of the headphone. <laughs> you can this see guy all is of the wiring, soldering and everything. Headphones still work, though. They're great. Good quality sound and everything. But the, the, the pretty aesthetics of the headphone... 
Yeah, not there. Hey, man, when you're not the subject matter expert, man, you, you need to ask somebody <laughs> if you go to the store, man. Somebody knew what you needed. Yeah, man. So could have had you squared away very easily without no no damage. I think I just went forward with the product, man, because like I just got these because they look good. I thought they was going to work. They some studio type of headphones. And yeah, no, nah, these are just the, the nice aesthetically sound ones that are supposed to look You're good. You're right. You're so, to. Some studio type of headphones, <laughs> but not your studio. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that, that got me in my feelings a little bit this morning, but... What we're really here to do is define Fledgeology, let you know what it's all about, what we got going on, and kind of get people into the habit of, you know, living the life that you want to live, being your best self, and getting out of your comfort zone, embracing your fears, and getting to the point where you're leaping, you're growing, you're flying with us. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, to start it off, we're going to start with the word Fledgeology. So, yes, you got two random words. We done made the science of fledging, you know, and I'm going to throw it to Carol real quick so he can go ahead and define it for us. What is... Yeah, before you, before you give it all away, because between your intro and just leading to that, you pretty much gave it all away. But you're right. Um, fledgeology, um, that's something that we created. You won't find it in the dictionary as of yet. Um, within the next 15 years or so, it is our goal that it will be there. But... Uh, so a fledgling is a baby bird. In our case, it happens to be a baby eagle. And when a eagle grows up or any other bird and they leave the nest, they say that they have fledged the, ne the nest. Um, and then once you throw ology on there, it's the science or art of leaving the nest. So fledgeology means uh, the science or art of leaving the nest. And it's not just our company. But it's also a way of life, and we're trying to get and influence as many people as possible to live in that way of life, of fledgeology, of leaving your comfort zone, finding your best self, and achieving those things that you always thought you could, uh, but were never brave enough to actually go out there and do it. Right. So we talk about, we got the definition down. How did you, how did you come up with this? Is this sort of your brainchild? Oh, there you go. Fledgeology has been many things over the years. Um, and it's been years since this first popped into my head of something that I wanted to do. And at some point it was prolific orators. It was a couple of different things before that. And uh, just when you tell people, what's the name of your company? Oh, it's prolific orators. They're like pro who, what, what, what is that? I, I thought you said, you were a speaker. Are you a sports team? What, what, what are you doing? I don't understand. <laughs> um, so just being able to come out with something that was more simple uh, was what we were getting from people. And obviously, clearly, I wasn't ready at the point for it to go, um, you know, in a full motion at that time anyway. So just over the years, we finally ended up where, you know, we thought fledgeology was where we wanted to go. Um even though Fledgeology itself isn't that simple when you just say, you know, the name of the company. Uh, but once you look at our logo, you look at the brand, you look at the things that we do, um, it all makes perfect sense. And, and you can even, as I said, you can make a logo that, that matches that. Um, Prolific Orators never had a logo. Um, and I still don't even know to this day what a logo would have been for Prolific Orators. But <laughs> luckily we landed on Fledgeology and, and we're good to go. Yeah, man, you definitely gotta gotta 
tip your hat to the man for the concept, man. I, I definitely thought it was dope as soon as it was described to me. Uh, Fresh, what you think, man? How, how do you feel about the early beginnings? Or Tell us your account of the early beginnings of, of Fledgeology. Uh, ever since we've known each other and I've known him at the University of Miami, has always been somebody who looked to be, a, you know, a, an outspoken person, able to, to lead others down the right path and, and, and help others. You know, if we were going to form um, groups or to to do different activities, that he was somebody who was always willing to kind of lead and help people uh, be motivated and moved in the right direction. From there, it just seemed natural that with those abilities, he would decide to go ahead and, and take the venture of starting his own company that would allow him to more directly impact a lot more people doing what he's so passionate about. So, Carol, what would you say the mission is for Fledgeology? Um, so the mission for Fledgeology, and I don't know if you're asking me about the mission statement or if you just mean the general, you know, what it is we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, just generally what we're trying to accomplish. What would you say your vision for the, for the company is? So the vision of the company, and it, it's it's more of leading a lifestyle. And we're looking for people that much like us, they've had thoughts and visions of who they could be, but never really dug into it and pursued it. Maybe they found some success doing something else or, you know, you always have people in your ear saying, oh, why would you want to do that? You can go be a lawyer. You can go be a doctor. You can go do all these other things to make money in a traditional sense um, and to find traditional success. But it's my belief that you never really find success unless you find what it is that you are here to do and that gift that you have that you are yet to let everybody else see that gift. And I think that goes a lot further than any monetary compensation. If you can satisfy that internal drive, that internal, I know I'm supposed to do more, that is way more satisfying than any money you could ever make. I think you are absolutely right because, I mean, if you look at it, how many people would just go get up, go to work every day, jobs that they really dislike, hate, or, you know, just not trying to do, and they just feel like stuck in, in that rut or that environment, and, you know, they end up being frustrated with life, and it transform or trans uh, transpires into their family, transfers into their family, and, you know, they're just not, you know, living that purpose-driven life that they want to live. So I think that's that's very important that finding out what that gift is um, and then feeding that and going after it, you know, like tenaciously, like trying to get to your gift and utilizing that because that's essentially what you, you set here to do. So how did you how did you realize or how did you know that, you know, this was your gift? What was it that took you to that? So what brought me here and it took some reflection on my life and looking at all the things that I had been involved in, how I was raised, what things that I naturally gravitate to, because if you don't look for those things, you'll miss it. And a lot of people go through their whole life and miss it and never get it. But I didn't always think, Hey, I want to be a motivational speaker. When I was, when I was a kid, that was not what I was thinking. Uh, so when I was a child, I thought, say that again. So what were you thinking since this wasn't like always the, the, I guess what you knew you were going to do with your life. Right. So w what I was thinking when I was a child, I, 
I think very early I thought I was going to be a botanist. And obviously I always wanted to be something that was different. And that was very different because I could barely go outside and cut the grass without having some type of respiratory issue. So <laughs> working with plants all my life and studying all that science, that definitely was not in my wheelhouse. And that was probably the most off the range, um, just off off the track um, that I ever was. But at some point, I thought I would be a lawyer. Um, and then when I looked at the number of people that apply to law school, the number of people in law school, the number of lawyers out there in the phone book at the time, um, you know, when you had the yellow pages and you let your fingers do the walking, it was a long walk through the, the lawyer section. Um, and I decided, hey, look, I don't even like to read that much. At least at that time, I didn't. And I don't want to go compete with all these people. So I moved on from that. And at that point, you know, I had started realizing that, look, I, I like working with people. I like making people laugh. I like making people have a good time. And in doing that, I thought, hey, maybe I'll be a comedian because I like to make people have a good time. And I actually tried out being an amateur comedian while I was in school. And I used to go down <laughs> to the Coconut Grove Improv. And... uh yeah, that didn't work very well. My, my 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 line of comedy and my branch of comedy uh, was very, I, uh, what people would say was mean. Um, and as opposed to laughing, you know, you'd get a lot more cringing, like, oh, that was, that was mean. Why would you say that about that person? Uh, so that didn't work out very well. But I, I think we do things that are always preparing us for what it is that we're supposed to ultimately do. Um, even when I was in you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, I was always that spokesperson. I was always that person that was in front of an audience, in front of a stage. I went from thinking I was going to be a comedian. At some point I considered, hey, you know what? I, I used to be in the choir at school. Maybe I can be a singer. That didn't last very long. I didn't even try to do that one. <laughs> Let's um, say, man. <laughs> Let's sing us a song, yeah. girl. Go ahead. Bust a tune. <laughs> no, sir. Um, <laughs> but, uh, just different, many different things I thought I was going to do. And obviously I had actual jobs that I did do. Um, and those jobs involved being in front of people um, and helping people to be better. Um, and even if it wasn't a job, as Ian said, you know, I spent a lot of time at University of Miami and I spent a lot of time directing people and trying to get people on the right track, even though I wasn't on the right track. I was off the rails, um, not not going towards anything. But eventually, as I sat back and looked from my earliest childhood memories, I can always remember my grandmother putting me in front of a mirror and saying, sit here and practice your words. As I was going all through school, she would always say, oh, if you have a speech to give or you have something to do, record yourself, listen to yourself over and over. So I think just like me for everybody, there is always somebody out there that knows what it is you're supposed to be going towards. I think my grandmother always knew and she was always pushing me towards that. And even in, you know, after college, um, I always had people coming to me like my, you know, my dad saying, hey, man, I know you got something to do. What you waiting for? What are you waiting for? And I'm just like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, you'll figure it out. So there are people that I, 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 I call them beacons. Um, that are out there trying to get you towards where you're supposed to be. Shining that light for you. Shining that light for you of, hey, this is probably the path you should go. Now it's just a matter of 
do you have the awareness to actually pick up on that, see right. that, and move towards those lights? I think you hit on like several, several important things, man. The first thing was like, even with the things that you ended up not pursuing, say that they were passions for you at the time, even with those things, like you paid attention and you were able to take something from them. And I think the biggest thing that you kind of hit on and what you started uh, started on was the signs. So as you, you know, matured through life, you know, you did your singing thing, you did your comedian thing, you dabbled in the botany early on, but you were able to take from those, I guess, experiences and from those around you and kind of find your way and not be discouraged, even though some of these things didn't work out for you. And then the other thing, like, I, th I just think it's crazy how that grandmother, grandfather, or that, that, that just old person wisdom is so real. Your grandmother at an early age is telling you to stand in the mirror and practice your words. She already has, like, set you on that path to greatness, set you on that path to your destiny. And it's, it's so key that we pay attention to the signs and also the people that are around us. You know, so I think you, you, you hit on those very, very well. Right. And and I'll go back and tell you. So I I would be lying to you if I said that through all of that, at some point I was not discouraged. Exactly. Because I didn't look at it back then and say to myself, oh, this is all in preparation of me getting to what it is I'm supposed to do. This is in preparation of me finding my best self. That was not what I was saying at that time. At that time, it was like, man, I, I this didn't work out. I failed. Um, what am I going to do? Let me go curl up and, 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 you know, isolate myself and be, you know, uh, almost depressed about what it is I wasn't able to do. Um, and just for the record, I never really actually ended up singing anywhere, pursuing <laughs> that singing career. I don't want people going on YouTube and all this stuff trying to find me, you know, for, for the comedy there's probably some clips out there somewhere of my amateur comedy days. I know for sure um, that some people have videotaped. Man, you know, social media is the devil, man. They those are very me. well uh, buried. You will not find that evidence. And <laughs> it's I, coming out for the right price. I will not pay any <laughs> ransoms. Another thing that I kind of want to get into is, you know, you, you we talked about the signs. I hit on the passions portion uh, but you, you, you went through these passions in order to be able to find your actual gift. And when I first met Carol, we had a pretty decent conversation around this whole gift versus passion thing. And I let him expound on it a little bit more as well. And then we're going to get, get fresh in on this because this is a dude that, you know, kind of is not, is against the grain when it comes to having, you know, a gift versus having several gifts and being able to call them all his actual passions. But, you know, being able to not let yourself be swayed by whatever you may be passionate about at a certain time and seeing that whatever it is that is pointing to it, you know, is pointing to your gift. So trying to figure out your gift versus just the stuff that, oh yeah, it sounds cool. I want to do this right now. Right. So and when we get to fresh, I will show you how I'm going to tie that to his gift. Um, I know in the past we've said, OK, well, he's multi gifted. And, and that's true. However, I, I think there's one thing that stands out above everything else. But getting back to the difference between passion and gift. So. Take a relationship, 
and when it's brand new, um, there's all types of stuff that you do. You you clean your house, you 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 cook, you do all types of stuff for that person because that passion is still fresh. It's there, um, and over time, that passion goes away, and you hear the things like, "Oh, you don't do the things that you used to do," or when we first met. Uh, We used to do this and we used to do that. Well, that's because that passion has gone away. So passion is temporary. Uh, Passion does not, it's not, it may not be with you for an extended period of time. Um, So you can fall in and out of passion. However, a gift is something that is inherently ingrained in you that it's probably not like the next person. So somebody may be, gifted at writing and another person may be gifted at writing but when you look at the two samples of their writing it's totally different and it it pulls out totally different emotions from the people that read it so a gift is something that's uniquely coded to you that you are responsible for letting that gift out and using it to fulfill your ultimate purpose to be your ultimate self and interact with people and to basically bless people with that gift and i think you know so we got the gifts and we talked about the passions and everything but when you look at the gift like it's so critical for you to pay attention to those signs man because like that's what's going to point you in that direction so when it's whether it's your grandmother telling you to hey practice your words in the mirror or it may be a co-worker or just the general people that you have in your inner circle like you have to to, to pay attention to these people and you also got to pay attention to what happens to you in life and not be discouraged by sometimes when you you know you have that that pitfall or that roadblock that kind of just appears out of nowhere you know no don't don't let that deter you just because it may have thrown you off your game a little bit fight through that see if this is actually something that you should be doing you know we say this all the time anytime you get close to doing something great or that is more than just yourself typically things bad things happen to keep you from getting there so don't be discouraged yeah, embrace the, that the the universe the universe is funny it's very funny so there has to be balance so every time you put something out the universe is going to put something out to the opposite and normally it's going to come right back to you it's going to affect you um but before we move from the passions and the gifts I, i'd love to get let fresh in because he's somebody that's slightly different that People that know him will think, man, this guy's gifted at all this different stuff. So I'd like to give him an opportunity to talk about passion versus gift and go from there. Awesome. Uh, well, I definitely I, I know that I am gifted at the ability to entertain and I guess, you know, garnish people's attention. But through that, I'm very passionate about, you know, helping out, entertaining numerous things uh, as both. Brett and Carol have said, I am somebody who pursues many different avenues of ultimately, you know, income making, but I I, I get bored easily. And so I found that in my life, personally, I enjoy having many things to occupy my time. I know it's not what everybody is, um, I guess, able to do, but I definitely feel that everybody is able to follow and pursue, you know, their gifts through the the various passions that they may have. Right. So let me let me add something to that. So what he just said was, look, 
I go through life and I get bored very easily. So I have found numerous ways to keep myself entertained and to keep myself enjoying life. Now, through that, he has now become very gifted, and that is his gift of being able to keep people engaged in whatever environment we're in. Yeah. He always finds a way yeah. to add excitement, and that is his gift because not that. everybody can do that. Exactly. That is that is so true. <laughs> Even when we were just when we were in New Jersey, man, and it's in like the the enthusiasm that he brings to the table at any any given point in time, you know, it's just amazing. So I think him being able to take those passions, man, and really align them and direct them in, in a fruitful manner is just amazing. So before- I appreciate the kind words, and I definitely, uh, as stated, that's that's the way that I've found makes me most comfortable and allows me to not only enjoy life personally, but even in my relationships, uh, you know, with, with my spouse and with other people that it's a lot easier for me to already have a comfort level and a understanding of myself and be okay with who I am and not feel that um, I need to be any way for anybody and understand that, wow, I'm a, I'm a cool person just the way that I am. And if you're not, um, if you don't agree at the end of the day, it's okay that I don't, I don't need to be best friends with everybody who's out here. I don't have to always feel that I need to work on being the, uh, what somebody else expects as long as I'm providing what is expected and needed to the situation. Precisely. Precisely. So we've outlined the gifts We've told you about paying attention to the signs. We've we talked about a little bit about the people that are around you and how they're going to influence, you know, what you do. One of the things that we didn't really hit on is probably the one of the bigger things that keep us from getting out of our comfort zone and out of our nest. And that's fear. You know, you find that people, you know, we tend to associate fear with, you know, comfort and staying, oh, it's it's nice here. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to go out and do anything extra. I can live a regular life. I can pay my bills. I can, you know, buy a few nice things every so often. And, you know, I'm good. Instead of taking that leap or, or taking that chance on trying to do something extra with your life. So I would ask the fellas, or I'll start with Fresh, what are, what are your, your, your fears? That's a great question. I don't, it's odd. I can't say that I have, you know, really many fears. I guess the the biggest fear is maybe of quote unquote not being successful. But at the same time, I think success is in the eye of of the beholder. So I think that in a lot of ways, I take time to understand that even though I'm not where I want to be now, there are still people who look at me and are like, this guy is a super success. And so I don't take that for granted and understanding that as long as I'm on a path of moving forward, I'm still going in the right direction. I think that's pretty natural, man. Being afraid of failing or, you know, being successful is a pretty natural fear, Um, you know, but you at Flagology here at the 13th floor, we really don't like to, you know, talk about like failure because there's really no such thing because there's you always get something out of that failure. You always have an, a lesson to really learn. 
And, you know, for me, you know, I would say my biggest fear is like spiders and bugs. Like I, I hate those things. But <laughs> <laughs> Carol can 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 attest to that. <laughs> but embracing that fear when it comes to doing the things that you dreamed of or anything that you aspire to do, say, when you were a child, embracing that fear, embracing that change to get out of the nest and out of your comfort zone is really, really key. And it, it's, it has to be taken in conjunction with realizing your gift and how to go about that, paying attention to the signs, tr- trying to discern exactly. the difference between the gift and the passion, and being very mindful with the people that you bring <clears throat> into your circle and the people that are, are motivating you or, or just around you in general. All of those things are things that we're going to help you identify, things that we're going to get into in a, a much deeper fashion here on the 13th floor so that we can get you to the leap, the grow, and the fly as we talk about all the time at Fledgeology. And along facing those fears, I actually um, have a, a great story. We were at a carnival with uh, my wife and, and her family. And her brother, well, our brother-in-law was there. We're there with the the kids, and we were about to go on the Ferris wheel. And the son's father all of a sudden is just like, no, I I don't want, you know, I don't want him going on the Ferris wheel. He can't do it. It's not going to happen. So I immediately turn to him and try to figure out, well, why are you trying to shut him down from going on the Ferris wheel? And it turns out the father is scared of heights. And so he's never done a Ferris (laughs) wheel. It's just not going to happen. And so I immediately pretty much let him know that while it, it, it might be okay for you to have this fear built up in you, it's not okay for you to go ahead and pass that fear along to your child. So it's the same uh, along the same lines of if, if you have the opportunity to face your fear or to even have the understanding if somebody else can do that, your, your ability to do that is, is just um, as capable. You're just as capable to do those same things. So being able to um, take that first leap, to take that first jump, whether it's something as little as getting on a Ferris wheel or big jumping out of plane, to go ahead and not take the um, the stance of I, I want everybody to not have an ideal or opportunity to go ahead and you know do what I'm I'm afraid of. Yeah, man, I think it's crazy that you talk about the. Uh the carousel reference and the guy being afraid of heights because in reality, and this is, I guess, simple science, but you're only born with two fears. You know, when you're born, you brought into this world, you're born with the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. So I can see, you know, being afraid of heights as a natural fear. But when you have that child that is just like, oh, I'm going to conquer this. You, you want to feed that because that just sets precedent for them through life. You know, you don't want to, you know, just because you weren't able to get out of your comfort zone for whatever reason, uh, you don't want to stymie or stifle anybody else's, you know, progress. So I think that's, that's a, a great example um, to, to segue into. And I'll, I'll jump to Carol and let him talk about his fear as well when it came to, you know, the motivational speaking. So when it came to the motivational speaking, I had no fear of actually being up in front of people talking. I've never had that, you know, I'm nervous. Uh, Not from the standpoint of, oh my gosh, I'm going to get out here and what's going to happen. My bigger thing was 
am I going to go out here and land this message so that it will impact these people? Because I don't want to go up here and talk and people leave with nothing. So I think that ties into what, and it's not really a fear, it's just an awareness at this point. I want to make sure that I am leading the life and that even in my presence, you can see that I'm living the life that we're trying to get other people to live. Case in point. So we did a workshop at uh, Blacks in Government um, a few months ago. And even though our message and everything landed and people loved us, when I go back and I look at the video, I look at my physical appearance and I look say to myself, man, you know, I need to get in better shape because you can only carry out your gift as long as you're here and as uh, resilient as your physical person is. So when I get out there, people need to be able to understand that, hey, it's not just about the words that are coming out of my mouth. It is the life that I'm living and I'm living healthy. I look healthy. And the things that I'm saying to you are healthy for you. Right. So connecting all those things, I don't think that I can get out there and 110% communicate and land what I'm trying to land if everything doesn't match. So if there is a fear, that's the fear now of, hey, look, I, I need to connect all these dots so that it makes sense. So that when we walk in the room, before we even say anything, people are already realizing man, these guys, they've got it together. They're living the best life that they can. And it's its energy-based. We want people to understand and feel the energy. Uh, just as Carol said, as soon as we walk in the room, as soon as they're in our, our circumference, as soon as somebody has the, the opportunity to speak with us, we really enjoy uh, when somebody's able to tell us that they, they felt that energy and that, that they're leaving with you know, uh, being more passionate about their pursuit of ultimately their happiness. Uh, a lot of people don't understand how that energy can resonate throughout, you know, their whole life and being able to pursue something that you are excited about and continuously um, motivated toward how that changes your dynamics with everybody that you associate with and, and how you move forward in your life. Right. So, now, let's tie it all in for him. So we talked about the fears that we may go through in just regular life and, you know, some of the general fears we feel. How do we overcome those, Fresh? How do you get out of your comfort zone and now not be afraid of what may happen flinch. once you step out of that box? There are numerous ways. Some of the times it starts small. Maybe if you are in that uh job that feels like it's a dead-end situation. Maybe it's the small steps of taking time uh, once you're off at night to go ahead and, and watch YouTube videos or practice whatever craft or, or gift that you're passionate about and, and start to have the opportunities um, to pursue those uh, different avenues. Or it can be something big where you, know, you are uh, push into a situation. Maybe you just got let go of that job that you thought you were going to have forever. And now you're finding out that the company got downsized and your position is no longer valuable. That, wait a minute, what I've been doing for these past um, years is, was it really what 
you know, I, I desired to do in my life? Was it really what I feel I was was called to do? Now that might be, you know, um, the, the universe kind of uh, pushing you into a position to to take that jump and leap to go in a better direction. Precisely. And what we really want you to do is jump on board with us, you know, follow Fledgeology, you know, keep listening to the podcast as we continue to drop these nuggets. And we want you to so that you're able to overcome that fear, because that's exactly what we're going to give you over time. And, you know, part of that process is going to is going to be understanding the leap, grow and fly process, which will break down into a lot more detail um, in future episodes. But for now, I definitely want to hit on that a little bit, you know, because that's the mantra. That's what we're going to you're going to hear us say that a lot, you know, leap, grow, fly. So so what does that mean? You know, we start with the leap. You know, you have to even before the leap happens, you got to realize that, yes, you're in this comfort zone. You're in this nest, as you know, we like to talk about it. Uh, so you have to get on the ledge first. You got to realize that, hey, yeah, this is my gift. We talked about that. I want to actually make this thing happen. So when you get on the ledge, you know, you're going to leap and that's where the practice starts. So that's when you kind of segue into the growing phase. So you're going to leap, you're going to grow, you're going to practice. Now, while you're leaping, you're not going to be falling, you're going to be flying, but you may just be flying at different altitudes along the way. But you're definitely going to be out there. You're going to be practicing. You're going to be doing whatever it is that you feel like your, your given talent or gift is. So that you can get to that better life or that purpose driven life. So definitely want to keep you keep you all engaged, keep you coming back for more with the Fledgeology, with the 13th Floor podcast. So, Carol, do you feel like this is your fledge? Like this is what, what your fledging moment is? Wow. I don't know if this is necessarily the fledging moment because. I think the fledging moment happened when I realized that, hey, look, even though I have a successful career right now, I'm still doing these things that add responsibility outside of work and family. So they're 24 hours in a day, and a certain part of that day goes to my current career. Then I have a, a four-month-old son that takes up some of that time. And then I still have to find time to make this gift and to dedicate towards my fellow Fledgeology brothers. And really and truly, I don't have to do that. Like I could just continue to devote my time to my current career and to my son and, 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 you know, my family and we'd be fine. So why find this extra, responsibility, this extra energy that has to get put out when I could have my feet up and be relaxed. And that's because, again, it is my responsibility and my fledge was that, hey, look, I am going to achieve who I ultimately am. And not only would I be cheating myself if I didn't do that, but I feel like I would be cheating the people that I interact with often and the people that I will come into contact with there are things that I will be able to affect and impact in their lives that if I don't do this, it will it will not happen. Yeah, it's one thing to be able to say, oh, I met this guy. He's a nice guy. Or, yeah, hey, you know Carol. Yeah, everybody knows Carol. But that's fine. I don't want you to just know me. 
I want you to know how I impacted your life. How did I make a difference in your life? And that's what Fledgeology is here for. We want to make a difference in your life because you had the opportunity to attend a seminar. You had the opportunity to come to a motivational speaking session. You had the opportunity to listen to the podcast. There are different things that we do. They are all designed with the intent of impacting your life and making your life better. So if there's anything that was the fledge, it was me saying to myself that, hey, look, I'm going to move these things that are in my nest that have been limiting me from going to that ultimate potential. And I'm going to take this risk and I'm going to go out there and find people that think similar to me or that I think can be on the same wavelength. And we're going to come together to present what was ultimately me getting to my better self. But in the process, hey, I'm going to take this group and we're all going to become better and we're going to help the people around us get better as well. And just that what he spoke about is so true. Like this this podcast, this moment right here in time is an extreme reflection of that energy being passed on. When I first met Carol, I would have you can ask anybody that knows me. That's, you know, my intimate family or close relationship, anybody that's been around me for a while. And they'll tell you, I would never see Brett up talking or hosting a podcast or doing anything where I would have to be in some type of public speaking, you know, type of limelight. But being introduced to Carol, him introducing the vision to me and just transferring that energy and him being so passionate about his gift, it it brought me here today. So definitely everything you just spoke on, like it is is so powerful. And as you begin to do your own fledges, like this is a living fledge right now. And as you we begin to impact you and you start fledging, we're in this thing, we're in this thing together. So we're all getting out of our proverbial nest and flying, leap, growing and flying together. And I'm going to go to Fresh and ask him about his fledge. I've had, uh, I think uh, one of the biggest things is uh, your fledge and your, your jumps, there's going to be many. You might have many, you might have few, but that it's uh, this is another jump right now for Carol. This is another uh, time that he's leaping. Just like he said, he he has the ability to to ride out his career. He's where uh, a lot of people would find, you know, comfort and feel that they have made it and just need to, you know, sit back and coast. But he he has a, a something burning deeper inside that he wants to go ahead and pursue that this is another jump. He doesn't know what can come, but he knows what he um, he feels. As far as me, I've, I've taken numerous jumps. You know, I uh, 10 years, I made a drastic career switch where I got more into um, the advertising and marketing uh, world. From there, I opened up my own uh, advertising agency and have had the ability to grow that agency now for about eight years and have been very surprised with uh, not just the what we've been able to maintain, but really more so how we've grown and, and who we've helped being a minority-based business um, here in South Florida. But as both Carol and Brett have said, I also am very passionate about music, so I do pursue my DJing 
as well as music production and uh, performance. Um, not as far as rapping, but I do a lot of emceeing and uh, hype manning. I don't even know if that's a term, but we're going to call it now. Is that a term, Carol? I don't know. You're our words. I, I don't know if that's a word, but we'll <laughs> roll with it, man. Exactly. Blink can make it anything can make it. And, and I will say that I do have the recordings of you rapping. So, like your uh, performances, they are not um, to be used for any type of um, social outlets, I guess, shall we say. Some of those songs is rough too. Ooh. Yeah, some of them. Like, <laughs> good fun though. Real good fun. Anyways, so, like they said, I, I bring the energy. Yes, he definitely brings the energy. And you you have now three examples of three dudes, you know, seemingly regular individuals, but are are trying to accomplish some extraordinary things in life. And here is now, you know, the perfect opportunity to jump on board with the thirteenth floor jump on board with Fledgeology and getting to leaping and growing and flying with us because we're, we're actively doing everything that we're trying to get you right now. So it's not in anything that, you know, is scripted or cookie cutter or what have you. Like these are things like we're really living this and we can all grow together. It's really, really possible. So we definitely want you to continue to listen to us. Check us out on the social media uh, at Fledgeology on all your social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and go to the site, man. Check it out. We got some really good material on there. We got some shows from conferences and things that we've done in in the community. And we're going to have, you know, the podcast there and different ways that you can start leading that purpose-driven life, getting out of your comfort zone, out on that ledge. Before we close it out, do uh, do you have any words you want to leave the people with, Carol? I would say, look, don't don't miss this. Um, not very often do you get a chance to be a part of something early that's going to be phenomenal. Um, and we know that this is going to be phenomenal, not just the podcast, but Fledgeology um, as, an, as an entity. And we would like for you all to be on the path with us on the train um, and not just on the train, but when we get ready to take flight, we, we want you to take flight with us. And we, we've already leaped, uh, but but we're not so far from the nest that if you leap right now, you, you won't be able to, to, to follow us. So absolutely um, go to all the social media, go to all the platforms, follow us. It's Fledgeology on everything, whether it be the website, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, you name it. It's 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 at Fledgeology. So definitely invite you all to come out and we hope to see you flying. Um, in the sky with us. And just remember, if you don't immediately see us, that just means that there's another level for you to get to. And we want to help you get there. Easy, fresh. The 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 resident, he, he's also a words master. I don't know. Y'all don't know it yet, but this man be coming up with some crazy stuff and it'd be so catchy and fly at the same time, man. Do you have <laughs> anything you want to leave us with right now, bro, before we get up out of here? You know, I'm just excited to, just like Carol said, take this journey with everybody. I'm really excited to have the opportunity to learn, not only with my fledge mates, but for all the future fledge mates out there and fledglings that are going to have the opportunity to um, not only grow with us, but also teach us new things and, and show us new opportunities that we are not even uh, aware of yet. 
I I love uh you know, growing and, and, and you know, seeking new paths and, and finding out what else is out there. We look forward to having the opportunity to travel to a place near you and really uh, let anybody and everybody have the opportunity to really feel the energy that we put out. Easy. So with that being said, man, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us here on the 13th floor. Remember, now is your time. Let's get out here. Get out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid. Embrace the fear. Embrace the pain. Let's go through what we got to go through to get to that purpose driven life. So thank you for joining us at the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are always amazing. Believe that. Now is your time to flinch.